power of words, the labels that we carry. We're tracking our way through a series over the next few weeks on words that win. And the title of the message this evening is The Labels We Carry. Do you know that your words have power? The average person says 7,000 words a day. That's 49,000 or 50,000 words a week. That's two and a half million words a year. Our words carry power and potency to build someone up or tear someone down in our lives. Labels that are put on us can be positive or negative. Labels give us help, but also warn us. Labels ultimately are incredibly limiting because they fail to capture the totality of a person. At best, they describe an area or an attribute. Said differently, human worldly labels are horribly insufficient in describing who we are in Christ. But what is important for us to recognize tonight is every label serves a purpose, whether it's good or bad. And as humans, we're really good at labeling stuff. If I was to come to your home and open some of the drawers in your kitchen, I'm sure you would have all your labels for your biscuits, your sweets, all your herbs and spices, etc. Everything would be neatly organized and labels and, and labeled. However, what we also have to recognize is that maybe there's some labels that have been said over our lives in years gone by that have stuck. Maybe you've been defined by something that someone said to you growing up. And it would be a catastrophic error on our part if we start to allow ourselves to be defined by the labels that have been placed on us. Because labels may be true, but they ultimately don't have to rule and reign in our lives. We have a choice each and every day to accept or reject them, whether to liberate ourselves from the labels or whether to embrace them. One thing is certain, we cannot hold both in tandem at the same time. And my hope and my journey for us tonight is that we will let go of some of those lies, some of the limitations and some of the labels that have been placed on our lives and we start to see ourselves for who we are in Jesus Christ. Amen? So I want you to take yourself on a journey right now where you are. Track back to your childhood. Take a moment, take your cell phone out, write down what were the word or words used to describe you in that portion or period of your life. Was there a particular word? Were you always the class clown, like me? Were you always really funny? Were you considered a nerd, a loner, a failure, an outcast? What word would be used to describe you in those moments? For some of us, it would be painful harmful words that have been spoken over our lives that God wants to heal and liberate us from. But let's be clear, it'd be really quick and really easy for us to recall those words and those moments. And the cost and the impact in our lives is maybe incalculable. And I want to suggest tonight that some of us have lived attempting to abandon or escape the words and the labels that have been spoken over our lives with various degrees of success. But you know, God is greater. Amen? God does not want us to languish with a label that has been placed on us by man. We are who God says that we are. And for context, we'll go into the scriptures in a moment. But what's the first word that comes to your mind when you think of Thomas? Doubting Thomas. The first words you think of for David. We know he was a man after God's heart, but maybe a cheater. 
maybe a murderer. What about Paul? He was a little religious, right? What about Noah? He was a drunk. Elijah, suicidal. Gideon, afraid. Samson, a womanizer. Jacob, a liar. They've all got labels. And we find it easy to label things because we can then restrict and control how we see that person or situation. We label things with greater ease than we admit, and not all labels are good. The labels that we place over our lives have the power to catapult us into the destiny that God has called us to or cause us to retreat and recoil. God didn't create us to wear the labels of this world, amen? God created us, quote, Ephesians 5 verse 1, as dearly beloved children. And every label that is not God-given to you has the capacity to hinder and hamper your calling. Maybe it restricts you. Maybe it diminishes who you really are. Perhaps there's one label tonight that you have carried for your entire life that acts as some sort of signpost to silence you from fulfilling your call and your destiny in Christ. And the truth is that we do not need to own those labels and those lies. It only occurs if we give them permission to. You don't have to grant access or acceptance to every label that has been issued to you. Amen? And so the goal of our time tonight is to open our hearts to the transformational power of the Holy Spirit and one by one let every lie, every label that is not of God, every limitation that has ever been placed on your life to be broken off so that you can see yourself for who you are in Christ. And in that we will tap into the power of God and start renouncing every lie and label over our lives and start to walk in the freedom and the wholeness that God has given us. And I'm convinced tonight God wants to rewrite some dreams and destinies in this place. Anyone ready for a new label? Jesus wants you to know that you are loved. Amen? And that reality, that label, that truth overarches every label that has ever been spoken over your life. And I thank God in the life of this church at the Notting Hill Carnival, that was our slogan. Outside on that huge signpost or banner, the words, you are loved, along with the QR code that links them to the KT website. So I want to read some truths for us. If you have your Bibles, Psalm 107, verse 20, reads as follows. He sent his word and healed them. Amen? And I believe that God wants to heal some of us tonight from the lies and the limitations. We're generally going to be in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 11, verse 9, declares the following. With our words, the godless destroy their friends, but knowledge will rescue the righteous. Proverbs 15, verse 4. Gentle words are a tree of life. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. And so the first point for us to consider tonight in our journey is that we have to acknowledge the labels that are in existence in our lives. If you want to deal with a problem in any area of your life, the first thing you have to do is acknowledge that it's there and it exists. And for some of us, we've carried the hurt, the pain, the trauma, the suffering of some labels that have been spoken over us for so long, it's formed part of our identity. That's not your calling as a son or a daughter of the Most High God. And so you need to acknowledge 
the lies. Acknowledge the labels that have been spoken over your life. But more than that, you then need to decide in your heart tonight, am I going to accept or am I going to reject the labels that have been spoken over my life? Because any label given to you by man has the power to cause destruction in your life. They do not define you. They do not shape you. They do not mold you. They do not give the totality of your potential and who God has called you to be as a son of the Most High God. When we look at Scripture, when we look at the Bible, the Bible tells us who we are in God, amen? Those are not opinions. Those are not impressions. Those are not judgments or ideas of what God thinks of you. They are facts and pieces of information that capture God's heart and God's nature for us, which means today we have to decide which labels we are going to carry. And so right where you are, it's going to be a little different tonight. Pull your phone out and write down what are the three to five things that you believe are labels that you're carrying in your life tonight. Go ahead. It's going to be interactive tonight. Consider it. The measure of freedom and wholeness that you find tonight will be defined by how truthful you are in this encounter and experience that we go on together. Is it that you've always been really shy? Oh, he's always a really judgmental. Oh, he's always been like that. Or she always thinks like this. What are the limitations? What are the labels that people attribute to you? What are the hurtful words that people have said about you that have scarred your life and diminish the way that you see yourself, you're going to break free from it tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. After you've written those words down on your cell phone, take a moment to do an honest assessment. Are those words accurate? It's a yes or no answer. And when you've answered that, ask yourself this. Do the words that you've written down tonight, do they complement what Jesus has to say about you? Or do they contradict what Jesus has to say about you? Because it will be one or the other. Your words have power. You're not defined by every limitation. You're not defined by every label. You're not defined by how any person chooses to see you. You are defined by Scripture and what and who Jesus says you are. And so I want you to think about the words that you even speak over your own life because your words have power. Speak truth, speak life, and speak love because the power of lies is incalculable. It can destroy trust and wreak havoc in people's lives and produces destruction. We all know Proverbs 18, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat from its fruit. And so the choice for you tonight is simple. Are you going to choose to believe the lies that are of the labels that have been spoken over your life, or are you going to start to believe the truth of who Jesus says that you are? You cannot do both at the same time. We've got to start thinking about how we think about ourselves. Why? Because the psalmist says in Psalm 19, verse 14, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. 
You know, often in our own securities, we camouflage as we speak badly of someone else who might be growing and thriving in a particular area because we are carrying an inadequacy or an insecurity in our own hearts. And if we're really honest tonight, all of us are vulnerable in that area. But you know, the spiritually mature never allow weaknesses or inadequacies or insecurities that they carry in their own lives to impact negatively other people in Jesus Christ. We are called to build each other up to love and good works. Paul says in Romans 12 verse 10, outdo one another in showing honor. That is the call of God for our lives, amen? That we are called to build each other up, to encourage each other, to affirm each other in the things of God, not to tear each other down with lies and words that don't encourage. Too often we speak out of our hurt, our rejection, our disappointment. We speak from our wounds instead of our scars. And the psalmist there in Psalm 19 has connected the heart, the heart, the mind, sorry, and the heart. He can see that those two organs are ultimately interconnected. And we know that Luke says in Luke 6, verse 45, out of the overflow of the heart, what happens? The mouth speaks. What are you thinking about? What's in your heart? What are you carrying in your own heart and life for how you see yourself, but also how you see the person next to you? Do you see them for who they truly are? Or do you see their biggest problem, the biggest irritation, the biggest offense that you may be carrying one to the other? Because, you know, we've got to look past that and start to see the treasure that God has placed in each and every one of us. We're all on a journey, and the destination is Jesus Christ. Second piece for our journey tonight, although we have to think of the labels that have been spoken to us, we need to think about the things that we've said about other people. For the benefit of your friend that is not here, what words have been spoken out by your friend that's not here, i.e. you, that has hurt somebody else? You can write that down. I'm serious. We're, we're going on a practical journey tonight. <laughs> Take a moment. Think of the last time that you said something that was maybe hurtful, dishonoring, impolite, unhelpful, unhealthy about somebody else in the body of Christ. And you should write that down. What caused you to say that, to write that, to think that, to communicate that? What hurt were you speaking from? What desire were you seeking to achieve in communicating in that way? Because we often speak from our own pain and our own sorrow and our own sadness. But you know, as men and women of God, we've got to start speaking life, speaking health, speaking hope, and speaking truth one to the other. That is how the body of Christ is going to be built up in the name of Jesus Christ. Every time we interact with someone, we need to encourage the other person in our lives. So we need to let Scripture dictate the labels that we carry, but also what we communicate one to the other. Because I am a firm believer, what we carry, we communicate. I want you to think about that for a moment. If you're disappointed because something didn't happen in your life, you're going to communicate that disappointment to every person that you encounter. You may not announce I am disappointed, but everything in your demeanor, your body language, your tone, your pitch, your pace, your facial expressions, everything is going to communicate disappointment. 
Maybe you walked in here today and it was like, oh, well, I'll wait for the service to start and I'll just sit down and I won't really talk to anyone and life's been tough. Do you know God wants to break you out of that? God wants to raise you up so that you can be strong and healthy so you can live in victory because there is only one person who has the authority to issue any labels to us And that is the great I am, the one who created us, the one who called us, the one who commissioned us. What he says counts, and what he says is final. Amen? So the second thing we need to consider is ultimately we need to either accept or reject the labels that have been spoken over us. Jeremiah 1, verse 5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I knew you. Wow. Before you were born, I sanctified you, and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. That's a truth that I want to hold on to. That's a label I'll have. Amen? What about Isaiah 43, verses 5 to 7? Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will gather you and your children from the east and the west. I will say to the north and the south, bring your sons and daughters back to Israel from the distant corners of the earth. Bring all to me who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them. Wow, that's a label that I want. What about Psalm 139, verses 13 to 14? These are words we know well. For I formed, before you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. You are designed and destined to represent and reflect God's glory in your life. And this leads me to my third and final point this evening. You need to decide in your heart, are you going to abandon or are you going to affirm the labels in your life? Are you going to abandon or are you going to affirm the labels in your life? We all know the replacement principle. You take something bad out, but then you ultimately have to replace it with something good. It's insufficient. It's incomplete simply to remove the bad thing. If you don't replace it, something else bad will grow. Just because you were labeled something that was ungodly or unhealthy in your life, it does not mean that that label sticks to you forever. God has so much more. But to abandon something, it has to be yours. You have to acknowledge that it's there. It's present in your life. And so I want you to take a moment tonight to ask yourself the third and final question for our third point tonight. Those things that you wrote down, are you prepared to abandon them tonight? Are you prepared to let them go? Are you prepared to let the weight, the expectation, the guilt, the shame of those labels that have been spoken over your life go Or are you going to continue to affirm and accept them in your life? One thing is certain, you can't do both. You have to decide what you want. You can break free, you can break free, you can break free, but you must choose to abandon. Because we serve a God that can change anything and everything. In 1 Chronicles 4, verses 9 and 10, we read an interesting story. I'll read it for us. There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. He was the one 
who prayed to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And God granted him his request. Jabez, literally meaning pain, called out to God and asked God to fulfill a promise of blessing on his life. And God gave him a complete turnaround. Instead of producing pain, Jabez became a blessing that became a blessing to other people. You can choose to abandon or affirm your names and labels tonight. You must remove the negative labels first and then embrace God's appointed labels for your life. And in doing that, you will produce the blessings that flow just like Jabez. And I believe for some of us it's time to heal. Labels have power. Words have power. And I want you to think in your own life, what are the labels equivalent that have been spoken over your life that you keep saying, oh, maybe I'm inadequate. I'm never going to be as good as my brother. My dad always earned more money than me. This person's better looking than me. This person's got more giftings than me. This guy's standing on the platform. That's where I want to be. All the inadequacies, all the labels, all the insecurities that manifest, all seeking to destroy your destiny in God but you need to recognize that your, power, your words have power. And if you use the right words, if you declare the word of God over your life, you can have victory for your life. But you need to decide tonight that you want to heal. You need to decide tonight what you truly believe. And the reality is, with a room this size, there may be people in this room that you've been defined by one word for the totality of your life. And it could well be that you will spend the rest of your life being defined by that word. Three questions for you tonight. And then I want us to do something quite different. What are the labels that have been given to you? Question two. Have you ever felt the weight or the pressure attached to those labels? Be those labels good or bad? So if you were always the best at mathematics at school, there was pressure to always finish first at the end of the year in every exam. That was never my, I was never under any pressure in that, in that particular area. And how does your faith stand up whilst you live under the labels that people have placed over your life? Because I want to finish with something different tonight. I want to read scripture. I want to read some truths about who you are in God. And I'm going to give you three attributes, three areas where you are strong in Christ, you are secure in Christ, and you are significant in Christ. And so why don't you take a moment and just bow your head. And in the stillness of where we are right now, online as well, I'm going to read a number of scriptures for each of these areas. John 1 verse 12 declares, I am God's child. Maybe you can say these under your breath after I've read them. That's you being strong in God. John 15 verse 15 declares, I am Christ's friend. That's a great label to have. Romans 5 verse 1, I have been justified. 
That's a beautiful label to embrace. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 17, I am united with the Lord and one with Him in spirit. I'll definitely wear that label. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 20, I have been bought with a price and I belong to God. I'll have that all over my forehead. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 27, I am a member of Christ's body. Ephesians 1, verse 1, I am a saint. Praise God. Ephesians 1, verse 5, I have been adopted as God's child. Ephesians 2, verse 18, I have direct access to God through the power of the Holy Spirit. Colossians 1, verse 14, I have been redeemed and forgiven for my sins. Colossians 2, verse 10, I am complete in Christ. That's you, strong in Christ. Now you're going to be secure in Christ. Romans 8, verses 1 to 2, I am forever free from all condemnation. Some of us need that label tonight. Romans 8, 28, I am assured and certain that all things work together for good for those who love God and those who are called according to his purposes. Romans 8, 35, nothing can separate me from the love of God. Colossians 3, verse 3, I am hidden with Christ in God. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 21, I have been established, sealed, and anointed by God. Another brilliant label to place over your life. Philippians 1, verse 6, I am confident that the good work that God has begun in me will be completed. Philippians 3, verse 20, I am a citizen of heaven. 2 Timothy 1, verse 7, I have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. That's another label somebody needs to hear tonight. Hebrews 4, verse 16, I can find grace and mercy at the throne of Jesus Christ for my time of need. 1 John 5, verse 18, I am born of God and the evil one can never touch me. That's a word for somebody in the house of the Lord tonight. And finally, I am significant in Christ. Matthew 5, verses 13 and 14, I am the salt and the light of the earth. John 15, verses 1 and 5, I am a branch of the one true vine and a channel for his life. John 15, verse 16, I have been chosen and appointed by God to bear fruit. That's a word of encouragement for somebody in the house of the Lord tonight. Acts 1, verse 8, I am a personal witness of Jesus Christ. 
1 Corinthians 3, verse 16. I am God's temple. 2 Corinthians 5, verses 17 to 20. In summation, I am a minister of God for reconciliation. That's a word for many of us in the house of the Lord tonight. What about 2 Corinthians 6, verse 1? I am God's co-worker. Ephesians 5, Ephesians 2, I beg your pardon, verse 10. I am God's workmanship. And finally, Philippians 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Tonight, you have to acknowledge the labels that have been spoken over your life. You need to then subsequently decide whether you will accept or reject the labels spoken over your life. And as a result of that, then you choose to abandon or affirm the labels spoken over your life. And I believe as a result of achieving that and pursuing that in your heart, that you will not only recognize that you are strong in Christ, but you are secure in Christ and you are significant in Christ because who Jesus says you are through the power of his word, that's what stands. That's what echoes for eternity. That is how you are defined. Nothing in this world defines you. You are a child of God. That is the greatest label. That is the greatest title. That is the greatest achievement you could ever have on this earth.